Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. So good to be here with you. So honored to have my beautiful princess, Sally, my wife of almost 26 years, and my daughter and son-in-law, Kelly and James. That's just a joke. Um, Our fellow journeyers, the four of us are inseparable. We walk life together. And I want to encourage you that community and relationship is God's design, not people's. God Himself exists in fellowship, relationship, community. I don't know if you've thought about that. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in perfect unity. That's the model. Never fighting, competing for attention, but perfectly complementing the other, and they are one. The Bible is big on being one. He even said in John 7, may they be one even as we are one. And so I honor you guys, and I just want to encourage you in your relationships to walk with people. I believe the essence of discipleship is not a program, not an event. It's not a moment, but discipleship is walking with people towards God. That's discipleship. It's not a course. You can use a course to help facilitate it. It's not a program. You can use a program. It's not an event. You can use an event. But it's literally walking with people towards God. Isn't that what Jesus did? He literally walked with people, literally walked with people. We made it a bit too religious, a bit too weird. It's walking with people. But it's not just walking with people. You can walk with people and it's not be discipleship. The, the key part is towards God. You can jump in a pit and talk about the problems and 10 years later still be talking about the problems and call it discipleship. It's about walking with people into freedom, walking with people into God. And I want to encourage you, Uni Hill, it is for freedom, freedom that Christ has set us free. And I want to encourage you to walk with people towards God. Can I just have a bit more of this in my fallback? That would be fantastic. It is such a privilege to be with you. Um, thank you for being with me right now. Is Where's April gone? She'll be helping with the kids. Well, I'm going to speak this because I'm assuming she might listen to it later. She'll come back. No, I'll wait till then or at the end if I forget. Let me read a scripture and then we're going to pray. Then I'll release you, but stay with me at the moment. It's awesome. And I want you to hear this. How many people want to hear God this morning? Before I read this scripture, last week was our first week back in ministry after three months sabbatical. And I'm convinced that Father wants us to live full And to minister from living full and being full rather than just focused on almost coming to prepare, coming to, I need God for something that if we live full, God talked to me about the overload. That sounds like we normally use overload in a negative but God spoke to me, I want to overload you. He is over. I want to load you from above that you minister out of the overflow from the overload. If you ever have a chance to minister, which if you're a Christian, that's you, by the way. Minister out of the overflow from the overload. You don't have to prepare as much if you're full. It's drawing from this deep well. And I want to encourage you with that. But I'm about to download what Father gave me for you as a church, and I believe it's for the body of Christ too. Um, Sometimes we're so focused on an individual word, what does God say to me? And I think God is wanting to realign that because it's more about what does God want to say to the church than what God wants to say to me. It's more about the corporate than the individual. 
Because we live in a world and a time where it's all about the individual. It's all about you. Isn't it true? It's all about you. It's all about me. But it's actually about God speaking to the church, not just to an individual. And last weekend, by the way, if you think this is warm, after three months sabbatical last week, we started our uh, this next stage of our ministry uh, in Mildura. And it was 42 when we arrived and high humidity and a dust storm. And there was some evaporative cooling, which just moved around the warm air, no air conditioning. So suck it up. This is lovely. This is delightful. This is, come on, we've, I, I said to Pastor April before, I, I think that sometimes we become a little bit soft. We miss what God is doing because we're so focused on the heat. I'm not saying, I'm not ignoring it, but I feel like a stir in my spirit right now that we need to actually say, God, I am going to push through. I spoke last week, one of the things is sometimes we've, we, we, there is an open heaven over the body of Christ. We don't need to wait for one. There is one. It says through the curtain, which is His body, there is an open heaven. Come on, we can approach boldly before the throne of grace. We are seated with Him. We are praying for something that already exists, but sometimes we just get to step in, but sometimes we need to push through. There are people in the Bible that push through, and I believe that God needs to give a holy stirring in some of our spirits, even this morning before the Word. I am going to push through to lay hold of what God wants to download and speak to me. Is there anyone that's willing to push through? In 1 Corinthians 2, 13, It says, this is what we speak, not with words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. Listen to this. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot It's not that they won't, they cannot understand them because they are discerned only by the Spirit. I'm about to get into it, but I want to release this over you. It took more time for Father to really download and bring me to the place I am today for you for this one meeting than He did for the six meetings in Mildura. And I was going, God, what is going on? It's almost like I, I, I was hearing Father Pastor Charles, but I was just, I was hearing him. I knew what he said, but there was this wrestle backwards and forwards in my spirit the last few days. Beyond what I knew was normal for where I am. And God highlighted to me yesterday that what I was feeling, because as a prophet, there's a message to deliver, a message to become, and we feel in the spirit We feel physically even what's going on. Huh, I've just seen something. I've been fighting a virus all week. I've got a virus right now. But as I minister, it's going to be leaving. Because what God has shown me right now in the Spirit is a couple things. And I'm preparing you. We're about to plant the Word. Anyone about to receive it? But you need to know this is going to be Spirit calling unto Spirit. Because there is a battle on in many in this room between intellectualism and the Spirit. There is a great focus on working it out and understanding so that I can accept and follow God. And God wants to come to you today and He wants to set you free. But the freedom is not attached to your understanding, but in the, it is attached to your let in go. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, do not trust, do not lean on, do not rely on your understanding. And what I felt in my spirit is what many of you are feeling right now, but you've lived life with questions that until you get the answers, you're not willing to take that step. 
And I want to speak to you here in this hub and also in our East Hub and to every individual. God wants you to step from the natural into the spiritual and receive spirit to spirit, not my mouth to your ears. He who has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The things of the Spirit cannot be understood by human ears or by human minds. And I'm convinced that the mind was given by God for us to be able to love God with all your heart, soul, mind. And the mind, which is a gift from God given for us to be able to love Him, is for many the very thing that is in the way of us loving Him because we want to understand before we love, before we believe, before we obey. And God wants to bring a realignment and set you free today. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to stand with me. And if you want to receive spirit to spirit in our time together, I just want you to, I want you to abandon all. I love the posture of your pastor straight away. He's just, God, I'm ready. God, I'm ready. God, I'm ready. I'm going to speak from the spirit today. And if you want to hear from the Spirit, the Spirit wants to unblock your spiritual ears and unblock your spiritual eyes. Maybe even as I pray right now in the Holy Ghost, I I want you to lay your hands on your eyes, lay your hands upon your ears and out of your own mouth, tell God what you want. I want to hear through the Spirit. I want to see in the Spirit because otherwise we will not hear and receive the intention of God. So Father, in the Name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I cry out to You by the Spirit of the living God that deep will call unto deep, that the Spirit will call unto the Spirit. God, will You speak what You want to say to the church in the Name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for a release in the heavenly realm. I take authority over every contention in the Spirit. I I take authority over every voice that is not the voice of God. Lord God, I feel a a holy rising up in my spirit right now. If there are some warriors in the house, I need You praying in the Spirit. This is not for me, but this is for those that the enemy wants to keep in bondage through the the area of intellectualism, in the area of understanding, in the area of knowledge. God, we thank You for the gift of knowledge, the gift of understanding, but we submit it to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and we submit it to the moving of the Spirit of the living God. We cry out to You, Holy Spirit, speak in this place. We cry out to the Holy Spirit that You reveal truth in this place in Jesus' Name. And we're ready to receive. We're ready to receive. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And everyone that hungry said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Remind me to come back to you, Pastor Charles and Pastor April at the end, okay? It's at the start of my notes, but I'll come back to that. Are you good, church? You're leaning in? Praise God. Don't go quiet on me. The prophetic is very misunderstood. The prophetic, this is what God said to me, and this is where I want to start. I want to really lean into something today. The prophetic is releasing God's eternal purpose into our temporal reality. Can I say that again? I want you to lean in. Again, I'm, even from the start, you need to receive the Spirit, the Spirit, otherwise it's going to what the? The prophetic is releasing God's, not ours, eternal, not temporal, purpose, not our reality. We have reduced the prophetic so many times to What will I do? Where does God want me to go? We've made it about something shifting or something spoken about our natural reality. I want to come and lift our perspective 
and draw it back to the prophetic is all about God's eternal purpose that is manifest and released into our temporal, our natural reality. But it is not for our natural reality. It's for God's eternal purpose. Are you with me? And he spoke to me because, and he spoke to me all about what I'm about to bring. But he's inviting you into this as much as he's inviting me into it today. With the prophetic, God says, don't add to what I say. But he equally says, lean in and look for more. Don't add to what I say. Sometimes when God says this, we say this because we almost feel like we need to help God out and pat it out a little bit. Make it a bit more exciting. Yeah? God says, don't add to what I say. You know, way back in the very beginning, Eve got herself into trouble. And we know she ate the fruit. But I saw something before that because the devil comes to her. And in Genesis 3, he said, did God say you must not eat from any tree? Twisting the words. And her reply was, no, he, he did say we can eat from all the, all the trees, but he said there's one that we must not eat from or even touch it or we will die. She, God never said that. It reveals something in her heart that I'm not, I'm not sure God really is as good as he says he is. Maybe God's withholding. It, it, there's a question in the nature, the character, and the goodness of God towards her that makes us add to it. And whenever we add to what God says, it either ends up in legalism or license. I, I want to encourage you leaders of this church, when God speaks, don't add to what he says. If he says, I want you to do this, sometimes we go, I want to honour God. So we add a time frame that God never did and we put ourselves under pressure and then we question the thing that God told us to do. And he said, when did I tell you it had to be done in three months? Don't add to what God says. In the body of Christ right now, we are out of our, sometimes out of good intentions, I want to honour God, but sometimes even out of self-importance, sometimes out of self-promotion, sometimes out of fear, sometimes out of pride. It might be out of many different things, but I want to beg you in the Holy Ghost, don't add to what God says. Don't add a timing to a command where there is no timing because then we get under the stress and pressure because we pride ourselves on what we achieve in God, not the obedience to God. God measures differently than we measure. God wants to release the body of Christ from a self-imposed pressure that has come about by adding to what God has said. Some of you, God has given you a word and your posture was yes towards Him, but you are living under a condemnation because it hasn't yet come to pass and think about it. If he didn't give a time frame and you're still breathing, come on, church. Maybe it is for an appointed time and you have allowed yourself to come under an attack from the enemy, a condemnation, because we have added to what God has said. This is not what I intended to say. This is just entree. Is this okay? Let's not add to what God has said. And as a prophet, man, I have to fight this. I have to fight this. Um, this self-generated expectation and pressure. I'm being real transparent with you. Because I know people want to hear a certain thing. And I'm not here to speak to you from God what you want to hear. I'm here to speak to you from God what God wants to say. So I have to, over, I have to not add to what God says. And if it, and if it leaves people disappointed or wanting more, it's not my responsibility. We have got to let go of what is not our responsibility. My words have never changed a single person's life. The Spirit of God does. There's too much self-importance. If I can do the right thing, say the right thing. No, I, I, come on. If anything, I need to get out of the way so the Spirit of God can touch people's lives. I want to be in partnership with Him. But it's not about me. It's about the Spirit. And the prophetic is bringing God's eternal purposes down into our present reality. And God says, don't add to what I say. But lean in. And look for more. Not add 
to it yourself. But look for the more because with God, there is always more. There's always more layers. Come on. If you read your Bible, you know that sometimes you go, wow, I get it. And then three years later, for the 500th time, you're reading the same scripture and then you see something new. And then five years later, you see something new. And what I'm about to bring, I've seen something new this week. Why? Because I don't want to add to what God says, but I do want to lean in and look to see what God says because there is more. And I believe we're missing out because we're not looking for more. We're frustrated because we have added to, but we're missing out because we're not leaning in. And so I want to encourage you to lean in now that you're back. Pastor April, no, no, don't say sorry, you're serving. Praise God, hallelujah. Everyone say thank you, Pastor April. Pastor Charles, Pastor April, three things, I'm not going to add to it. (laughs) I want you to lean in and look for more though. I see you released to run. I'm releasing this over you. You're released to run. I see you released. I didn't hear these, I'm seeing it. You're released to run. There is more in that statement for you and that leaders of this church than we currently see. I see you pushing the envelope of what people are comfortable with. And I see a no status quo sign. I see you released to run, pushing the envelope of what people are comfortable with and a no status quo sign. I want you to lean in. We can talk later. Praise God. I'm dissatisfied with the natural without the spiritual. I'm dissatisfied by trying to live a good Christian life without seeing it how God sees it. I'm dissatisfied with church centered around programs, events, and Comfortable buildings, praise God, praise God, praise God, but there is more. So I want to bring the statement that God gave me for you. And this was weeks ago, and then I started to lean in. Here's the statement. It's not about being different to other churches. It's about being separate from the world. It was only Friday God spoke to me and I got downloads which I'm about to share and he said, there's more in that. Go and look again. So can I just download this to you, spirit to spirit? Anyone's spirit open right now? It's not about being different to other churches. Let's talk about that for a moment. I want to land and Focus in on it's about being separate from the world. But let me speak into this. It's not about being different to other churches. And other churches, I'm not just talking, we think church this. And that is a part of the expression. But how many people know this is the church? Everyone touch, touch your chest say this is the church. Come on. We are priding ourselves on at least I'm not like them. Other Christians. Even as churches, we can pride ourselves, or at least we're more of the Spirit than they are. We don't do this necessarily intentionally. But this is what the Spirit of God wants to say to some today. The parts of the body in 1 Corinthians 12, that whole chapter on one body, many members. Anyone know your Bible? One body, many members, fitly joined together, supplying everything the body needs. This is what God said to me. The parts of the body in 1 Corinthians 12 are only celebrated, are only celebrated because of their connection to and their contribution to the rest of the body. The parts of the body are only celebrated because of their connection to the rest of the body and their contribution to the rest of the body. You can have a beautiful knee, but I can tell you right now, if your knee is not connected to your body, what good is the knee? And the, 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 the reason we celebrate the knee is because it's connected, it's connected to the body. But it's not just that it's connected, it's that it contributes. 
And God wants to come and speak. This is not necessary for you as a church. This is for individuals right now. Because I don't believe that as a church we've got this perspective. But sometimes as believers, we, we've got this pride creep, creeps in because at least I'm not like them. Isn't, didn't Jesus hit that with even some of the scribes and Pharisees, the religious people? They thought they were better. At least we give more than this person. At least we do better than this. And, and Jesus rebuked them. And I felt God say, never pride yourself on being different to other Christians. That's never to be our comparison. We look around this, and I think I'm speaking prophetically to the church right now. We, we, we hear different, different preachers. We see different churches. And, and, and we can subtly say, thank God that I'm in a church that's not like, that's not our comparison. Celebrate the ones that you perceive are not as spiritual or not as word-based or not as a outreach focus. Come on, we got to stop comparing ourselves to other people parts of the body and other Christians. It is not a biblical measure and God wants to eradicate it. God wants us to champion each other on. And I'm talking if you believe in Jesus Christ and you're my brother, then you're my sister. I'm talking every uh, every individual. I'm talking every local congregation. I'm talking every denomination. Come on church, we got to start to celebrate. In fact, if you read 1 Corinthians 12, God gives even more grace to the parts that seem to be lowly. We've got to to stop comparing ourselves, but rather celebrate. Don't compare, celebrate by our connection and our contribution. It's not about being different to other churches. It's about being separate from the world. Everyone say separate. I want to lean in. I want to, we're about to look at a scripture. And then I'm going to do my best to download from my spirit. Is that cool? Can you draw it out of me? Draw it out of me. It's about being separate from the world. It's about being separate from the world. I wonder if you'd say that with me. It's about being separate from the world. Say it again. It's about being separate from the world. How many people on the surface theologically just accept that? No one. How many people theologically accept this? Okay, still not too many. Maybe it is the Word of God for today. I want to talk about being sent and being sanctified in connection with being separate from the world. And I want to take you to something Jesus said. And in John 17, Jesus is praying. I believe the disciples are present. He's praying to his Father. And this is before he goes back to heaven. And it's an insightful prayer. And I want to speak into it to, today. John 17, verse 13 to verse 18. Jesus is talking to his father. And he's talking about the disciples. That's you and I. Any disciples here today? Jesus praying. Verse 13 to verse 18. I am coming to you now. But I say these things while I am still in the world. I'm saying these things while I'm still in the world. Why? So that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. Anyone want that? You need to hear the context of this. We're about to let the word speak. I might get excited. Feel free to join me. Jesus said, I'm coming back to you. But I need to say this. While they are here and they are listening, because their full joy in me is contingent, released through what I'm about to say. I have given them your word, praise God, and the world has hated them. Maybe not so, praise God. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them for, listen to this, for they are not of the world any more than I, Jesus, am of the world. There is more in this than you realize. Come digging with me. We're leaning in. I don't want to add. I don't want to add, but I do want to lean in. I was, I was, I was, bang. They are not of the world. Okay, I can get that. Any more than I am of the world? 
Hmm. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. That's a good prayer that Jesus is praying for us. They, he says it again, verse 16, they are not of the world. It just said it. Even as I am not of the world, I want them to get this. So sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, not as you're sending me, as you sent me for the same reason, in the same way you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Later on, he prayed that they would be that they would be sent, that we would go into all the world. This is not what he's talking about. I'm about to bring something by the Spirit that is a real deep realignment. Because our focus is so much on what does God want me to do and then prepare for it. We prepare so that we can be sent. And God wants to bring a shift to show us that we are sent and then we sanctify ourselves and then we're activated, deployed into specific good works. But that's not the sending that God is talking about. So often we talk about the world in two different ways. That Jesus said, I am, I'm saying this while I'm in the world. How many people know he's talking about on the earth? The Greek word there is the word cosmos. It literally means earth, the inhabitants of the earth, the natural realm, physically where I am. But then he talked about they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. They are no more of this world than I am of this world. And what we do is we use a different language. We talk about that is about the world systems, the world's way of doing things. But God told me, lean in and look. And do you know why? And he said, I am in the world physically, but I am not of it, which we change it. And in Romans 12, and in, and in Psalm 1, it is a different world. It is a, there, there is world systems. There is the enemy's way of doing things. But I want to declare into your spirit as I try to download this right now. It is not what Jesus is talking about because the Greek word here is the same as I'm in it, but I'm not of it. It's the same word, cosmos. It is actually the earth. He said, I, I am here physically now, but I am not of the here and now. I came from the eternal and I was sent to the natural for a divine purpose before I return to the eternal. And he said, and they are exactly the same. Stay with me. Jesus was saying, I'm not of the earth, not of the world system. I just feel that some people's spirits is already receiving a word. I can feel that in the spirit. Anyone feel that in the spirit? This is why I'm saying if you receive this in your mind, you're going to go, what the? I need you to receive it in the Spirit. This changes how we live life. This is a prophetic. It's not a realignment because I don't think we've ever been there. This is a prophetic alignment. Jesus' words. I don't want to put words. I don't want to add, but I, don't, I do want to lean in. I know what He has said to me. He has said they are no more of the natural, of the earth, than I am of the earth. I want to talk about this word sent. The word sent, because he said, he finished up in verse 18. And then I want to talk about sanctifying. And I think you're going to see some things here. The world there is the word cosmos. The seven times it was mentioned, all cosmos, the earth. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. And they're no more of it. Oh, I feel like God is lifting me to a, seen from his perspective. I need them to get this. Know just what he said. I'm saying this now so that my joy may be complete in them. If we don't get this, we won't have God's joy complete in us because we will look for the joy in the outcome of the task. Not in the fact that we are not of this earth any more than Jesus was of this earth. Huh. 
it talks about that we're aliens, we're strangers, we're pilgrims. But we live like this is our home and one day we'll get promoted to eternity. Do you know that you came from eternity? I know that I'm pushing some theological things, but stay with me before you stone me. Sent, the word sent. As you sent me, Father, as you sent me, this was not sending him to Samaria or sending him to Judea or sending him to the cross. That's not what he's talking about. As you sent me to earth, to the world, to cosmos, I have sent them in the same way. The word sent means to set apart, to send out on a mission to put in. I want you to lean into that. To put in. To order one to go to a place appointed. Jesus sent us as the Father sent him from the eternal into the temporal, returning to the eternal. Jesus was sent from the Father and put into the world as a baby. Then he was activated at the age of 30 for a specific mission he had been sent for. It wasn't I'm sent out. The first time ascending was not Jesus at 30 when he went out in the power of the Spirit. That's when it was activated. I need you to lean in. He was sent from the Father to earth and he arrived as a baby. And so it is with you and so it is with me and so it is for the body of Christ. We go, that's not true. I started when I was conceived. No, you were in God's eternal reality before you were conceived and before I was conceived. Why does this matter? It matters because it gives us a divine purpose for life, not just a specific task or focus or mission. You might say that's not accurate. Let me just read a couple of scriptures to you. Is anyone with me? Ephesians 1.4. I just want to quickly read these scriptures. I'm speaking deeply to myself right now. And if you're not getting anything, it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm enjoying what Father is saying to me. I came here saying, God, this morning, God, you sent me to earth for a reason. I've been sanctified. We're about to touch on that in your word because your word is truth. Now, God, help me to do the task that you have appointed for me this morning in relation to why you sent me to this earth. That's a little bit better than I've got a meeting that's going to have a good preach. Ephesians 1.4, for he, Jesus chose us in him before the creation of the world. Huh. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, listen, 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 I set you apart, set you apart as you sent me. The first word in the Greek, the first thing in the Greek about sent is set apart. Before Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I sent you. I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. Not now when I'm, oh God, help me. Not now when I am speaking to you, Jeremiah, and releasing my eternal purpose into your present reality. But I'm telling you that this is not something I've just come up with now. It is just now coming on your radar. But I am an eternal God. Let me speak into this for a moment. Eternity, eternal This eternal God without a beginning and without an end created time. If if, if you're with me and you understand, I want you to talk. He created time. Time is, the measurement of time is past, present and future. How long ago did that happen? That's talking about time. When will this happen? What are we talking about? Time. An eternal God, listen, there is no past, present, or future in eternity because eternity is about time and time is created. So we 
this God knowing us and sending us before we conceived cannot be understood by a natural mind because this is a spiritual, I'm explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words and you cannot receive the spirit to spirit. If you, if you cannot move past the boundaries and limitations, which are not that they're a gift, but we've made them a boundary and a limitation of time. It is a gift, but you need to know that your omnipresent, eternal God, omniscient God who knows all and is everywhere present lives outside of time and eternity is a constant. Psalm 90 verse 2 says, before the words were from performed or before you, before you made anything from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. He has to, don't let our language determine our revelation. He can't write, God, there's got to be something good in this place because you're drawing out of me right now. The Bible has to be written in a language. There's no written language of the Spirit. (laughs) But what happens is we limit and narrow down God and the eternal reality and our part in it down to a language that is meant to be an open door to revelation. And we think the revelation is in the Word. The word, the literal word that we read. No. This is why it says don't add, but make sure you lean in. Because just go back to our key scripture. They are no more of the world as I am of the world. It's not a world system, it's the earth. Because before the creation of the world, I knew them. You can't know me, God. I wasn't conceived. It didn't start with conception. It started with the it started with we were in God. It says we were in Him before the creation of the world. You say, when was that? You can't measure it by time, eternity. Separate eternity and time. They cannot be connected. If I'm blowing your mind right now, then praise God because we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. People talk about Christians being brainwashed. I said, you better be. Second Timothy 1 9. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Sanctification, we're about to go there. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. He saved us and called us, not because of actual specific tasks, good works prepared in advance for us to do, but because according to his purpose. And grace, and this grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. I am eternal, says the Lord. Do not limit me to something I created, including do not limit me to language or spoken words, letters that make up words. God is not that small. And this is why relying on our understanding cannot result in the Spirit-led life, the eternal life that God has called us to. If you can work it out, then it ain't faith. It ain't the Spirit. You need a... You need to know in the natural, this is as confusing to me as it is to you right now. But I will not lean on my own understanding because this is a spirit thing. And Jesus said, I need to say this to him now before I go because I want my joy, my joy. Joy is not what you feel. It is from God. The same as rest is not something you do, but I give you rest. The Bible says in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, we need to understand. Stand truth. I'm talking about that. It's never about being different 
to other churches. It's about being separate from the world. And we've always said separate from the world means don't do things the world's way. Is that a part of it? Absolutely. And I'm about to show you. But the first thing that God wants to show me, which I've never seen before, this I want you to be separate from the world, is a revelation that you are not of this earth any more than Jesus was of this earth. We exist in the eternal before we were manifest in the natural. And that is the pattern that God never violates. Any prophetic word was established in the spiritual eternal realm. And then it was manifest in the natural realm. The Bible is a prophetic book that talks about the second coming of Jesus Christ. We see it as a future event. To the eternal God, it's always now. How do you think he knows it so vividly? Huh. I'm just listening. The reason God is omniscient, knows everything, is not because he's got a good memory, but he is always present. He's always there. Where? There. Omnipresent. Everywhere, present, all at once. Not just geographically, but outside time. He's before creation and at the second coming now. That's why I existed in him before I was conceived. Are you with me, church? So where God's taking us right now in this just walk with him, because that's what we're doing, is I want to shift you from a focus of sending out to being sent. God gave me this because he says, as you have sent me, I have sent them. Now, I've got some good works prepared that I want them to do. Jesus sent out the 70. He says, I want you to go into all the world. We think that is Jesus sending us. And it is. But that is actually the activation from a revelation that I was sent into this world. We have made the sending all about the event and the moment. And I'm saying, God, help me to see this. And this is what he said to me. And I want you to get this. I think this is going to make sense to you. He showed me the difference between mission impossible and a sleeper agent. Listen, lean in. In Mission Impossible, the movies, it's sent out on an immediate mission. Your mission, should you choose to accept it. Come on. Plant that church. Visit that person. Call that person. Take that job. Marry that person. Are you with me? It is about being sent out on an immediate mission. And we've made that what being sent is. And God said, no, this is a sleeper agent. You're put into, remember the definition in the Greek of sent, put into, a foreign environment for a future mission. Come on, come on, come on. Jesus was put into the natural and appeared at the point of conception into the natural, but that was a foreign environment from the eternal, from what he was sent, and he was put here for a future mission, which was ascending at the age of 30. You and I were in Christ before the foundation of the earth, and we have been put in to this natural environment through the conception from our parents for a future mission. And now we look at the future mission as a thing. No, your mission was being sent from the Father to be His image, and his authority on this earth. And when you go into places of deployment, activation, then you are in that moment fulfilling the reason for which you were sent. You've been planted on earth for a purpose and that purpose is not to receive a paycheck. 
Let me talk about sanctify. He says, sanctify them. I want you to get the flow here. I want you to get the flow here. Jesus said, I'm saying this before I go back because I want my joy to be complete in them. Are you receiving this church? Man, I want to live in the fullness of Jesus' joy in my life. Anyone else? I don't get it by completing a task. I get it by living in a revelation. He sent me in the same way he sent Jesus. The Father sent Jesus. Jesus said, I've sent you into this world. Come on, before you were born on you, before you were even conceived, I appointed you as a prophet. You existed in me before you existed in the natural. He says, I, I want you to get this because he says, and he said it twice. They are no more of the world than I am of the world. Then he said, sanctify them by truth. Your word is truth. It came after he said twice, they are not of this earth. We think that we need to get sanctified so we can get sent. I need you to lean in. No, we are sent into this foreign environment called earth. I'm talking foreign from the eternal where we originated. And along the way, when you walk down a road, you don't have to try to pick up dust on your shoes. You walk and dust gets on your feet. We walk through this world and because this world has become our primary reality because we don't think about the eternal that we're sent, we think this is our reality and one day we will actually step into eternal life, that we actually adopt to the, the patterns and the ways of thinking of the world while we're on this earth. And God says, hmm, Think about a sleeper agent. They're sent with a purpose. They live in a foreign environment. They're surrounded by the foreign environment. And it is true that some of them get turned because the foreign environment becomes their primary environment and they forget the reason for which they were sent and their present comfort and reality becomes more important than the mission. If we're not careful, this will become our primary focus so that we forget the mission that we were sent from. It's not about the mission we will do. It's the mission that we were sent for a purpose. Before you're born, I knew you. I appointed you. I sent you. In the, I'm just telling you Jesus' words. As he sent me, I have sent you. So now we need to sanctify by the truth so that we do not end up taking on the values and culture of the environment that you were sent to for a divine purpose. The word sanctify means to make holy, to purify, to consecrate. Listen, to separate from profane things and to dedicate to God. We are sent before we're sanctified. We're not sanctified so that we can be sent. This is not about you getting yourself right so you can step in too. It starts with the revelation, I am sent. Now I need to be sanctified so that like Jesus at the age of 30, I can be deployed. I can be activated. Sanctified. Sanctify them by truth. Your word is truth. To make holy, to purify, to be separate from and dedicated to. Don't forget in the sanctification word and process is not just about being separated from the profane, it's actually dedicated to God. You can have people that say, oh, at least I don't do this, this, and this. No, it's not just about separation from, it's about dedication to. Sanctify them by truth. In fact, the greater part is the dedication to God, not the separation. Come on, are you with me? 
It says, sanctify them by truth, by truth, by truth. Not by feelings, not by thought, not by logic, not by working it out, but by truth. God doesn't want us limited to a natural way of thinking when we are eternal beings on a mission. God wants us sanctified by truth. And then he says, to clarify, and man, we need this in the body of Christ today. God's word is truth. Your opinion is not truth. What is politically correct is not truth. What the best theologian has come up with, if it is outside divine inspiration, is not truth. Sanctify yourself. Come on. I I pray you're getting this. I am sent. This is important. I am sent. But man, I've got feelings. I've got thoughts. I've got desires. Anyone else? I've got things that pull me this way, that way. Relationships, thoughts, fears. Anyone else? I need to be sanctified by truth and that God's word is the truth so that I can be activated in moments because I am sent by God. We must settle the issue and have an unshakable conviction that the Word of God is the supreme authority in our life. If the Word of God is not the supreme authority, we will be caught up with every wind of doctrine, with every feeling. Come on. How many times do I, maybe some of you, live by my feelings my circumstances, my hurts, my relationships, my expectations, my disappointments, not by the truth. See, if it was just about me feeling better, it's no big deal. But if it is about that I am a living prophetic message sent by God in the same way Jesus was sent by God with a holy sense of calling, then it matters that I'm living by the truth of God's word, not by everything else that I so often live by. It matters. It matters. And loving people into the kingdom is never through the doorway of compromise. It is not loving to lower, weaken, water down, change, manipulate the truth through the false facade of grace. Listen in the same passage. I have given them your word and the world has hated them. If we are speaking truth and the world loves everything we are saying, then it is not truth. I have given them your word and the world has hated them. I feel a holy weightiness right now in this room. Anyone else? We we come to this place where we need to do anything we can to just get them in. And if that means we need to do this, this and this. No, it's the spirit of the living God that draws deep unto deep, calls deep unto deep. And why are we wanting the people to come in through a doorway of compromise and stay condemned in their slavery? It is for freedom that Christ set us free. And Jesus came from the Father, was sent to the earth, cosmos, world, and he said, you are no more of this than I am of this. You have been sent from the eternal. You were born into conception and conceived and then you are brought into this world for a divine purpose, not your own will. So you need to sanctify yourself because people need to know the truth and the truth sets them free. We got to stop speaking to people what they want to hear. 
And some of you in this room right now, man, there's a war in your spirit because some of what I'm saying is confronting. I love you too much and I honour God too much to tickle your ears because the Bible talks about that in the last days. People will want their ears tickled, but we can go to hell with tickled ears or we can go into eternity, be confronted by the truth that actually brings the freedom that God set us free for. It's not about being different to other churches, other Christians. Some of you in this place right now, maybe if the kids can just come back, thank you. It's not about being different from them. I feel the Spirit of God speak right now and I feel, feel there's a whole way. I want no one moving around, no one talking because this is important. Some of us need to repent today of comparing ourselves to other Christians and other churches. That is never the comparison that God wants. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. Father, forgive us for priding ourselves that we're different to them, that we give more than them, that we read the Bible more than them, that we serve more than them. God, we want to be a people that walk humbly before our God. And right now today, we say thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you that I'm connected to something much larger than myself. Something much larger than Uni Hill. Something that is much larger than the Acts Movement. Thank you, Almighty God, that you are building your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And that's what I'm a part of. And in the same way, I want people to walk with me when I am weak. I want to walk with those who are weak. Not pride myself that I'm better. But Lord, I want to walk with the weak. I want to walk with the strong. And I want to contribute to the weak. I want to contribute to the strong. I, I, want, to, I want to know my place in your body, in your bride. And I celebrate it today. But Lord... It's not about being different from other churches. It truly is about being separate from the world. And that's not just separate from doing wrong things. It's, it's having a revelation of Jesus' words. They are no more of this world, earth, than I am of this earth. As you sent me, Father, I sent them. I sent them. God, would you now sanctify them by truth? Your word is truth. So that we may fulfill the eternal divine purpose that finds its origin in the God where we find our origin in. Let me speak into your spirit right now. Jesus, his home, his origin was not of this earth and his home in the future is not of this earth. It was a created thing. And God says, you are in me, you are in me, you are in me. Come on, you are in me, I'm eternal. I'm not natural, I'm not of this earth, I'm eternal, you're in me. You live in the eternals where you have a manifestation in the natural, but you are an eternal being now. You will not be one one day, you are now. You were in me before time began and I sent you for a purpose. And I want to release this over us today. Spirit of the living God, right now come in this room. Open our eyes 
to see that we were in Him before time began. We were in Him before we were conceived or born of God, that You set us apart. You put us in for a purpose, and the purpose is not ours, but Yours. And so, Father, we say yes to Your divine purpose. As I say that, you might say, but what is it? Lean in, lean in, and walk it out with God before you work it out. God, I want to thank you for these people. Thank you, Lord, that you have sent everyone, and you want to sanctify everyone as you activate everyone. This is not our home. But we want to fulfill all that is in your heart and in your mind. And I ask it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.